I knew it was too good to be true. It felt like two steps forward, one step back on Saturday as we fell to two second-half goals in the space of seven minutes. More from the game against Motherwell coming up, plus we're post-match with Stephen Glass. Aberdeen women were in action midweek and got another lesson of what life is like in SWPL1. We hear from Gavin Beef following our match against Glasgow City and Emma Hunter following the Motherwell match on Sunday. Plus the latest Dons and supporters news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday the 9th of November. And welcome to the AFC Dons cast from the Inverness Reds. It's Graham here with your weekly Dons news update. A frustrating day of football on Saturday for the Red Army in a game against Madewell that we dominated, which fell apart due to some foolish mistakes. Lewis Ferguson and Marley Watkins had efforts cleared off the line and in the first 45 we put relentless pressure on the Well team who failed to have a single shot on goal. However, just minutes into the second half, the away side went ahead. Sean Goss fired in a cross for Van Veen, who reached the ball ahead of Ross McCrory and got the deftest of chatches to steer it towards the far post and beyond Joe Lewis. And just moments later, we went 2-0 down. A free kick was played back across goal and Van Veen was left unmarked to knock in his second. We kept on the pressure, but it was coming to nothing. The closest we came to breaching their defence was when Ferguson met Campbell's free kick, but after hitting the post, Kelly managed to palm it off the line. Whilst Motherwell were on the back foot for much of the game, defensive mistakes were once again our downfall, which sees us drop to 7th in the Scottish Premiership. It's quite a sore one. What did you make of the performance today? Uh, I think first half we looked like the the more likely to go and win the game. Uh, A lot of opportunities that we should have probably done better with. Limited their opportunities, so it's it's what we're expecting. Uh, Expecting to be a little bit more clinical at the top end when you get those, those chances. Uh, and then everything that the second half performance was last week, I think we got the exact opposite in the second half here today. And we got what we deserved last week and we got what we deserved this week as well. Is it extra frustrating because Motherwell were limited generally, but they scored just with a 10 minute blitz at the start of the second half and that was that? Yeah, it's frustrating because you, you know what you're up against, but if you don't handle it, you give them opportunities to get something to cling on to. Uh, there's a there's a group that switches off a, a decent number of players switch off it could be situations that could be quite easily resolved so and that that's probably the most frustrating part because we look like we left that behind uh, but it's obviously it lingers in the background and it needs to be eradicated and it needs to stay away uh, or that sort of performance second half is going to be what you get as a result because you're, you end up chasing games that you shouldn't be chasing How did it differ from the game against Hearts last week then because the second half as you say was excellent but yeah it did differ yeah, I think we, we grabbed the grain by the scruff for the next second half last week. Uh, this this time it looked like we allowed Motherwell to do that, to come into a game that they, were, they weren't in. Uh, it's just about being professional and dictating the pace of the game, where it's getting played, and any time it comes in your box, dealing with it, because we knew it was going to get chucked in the box quite a lot. 
but when you switch off, players get opportunities to score goals, and that's what happened. So, yeah, we paid the price and we get what we deserve for that second half performance. The first one came from the phase of, I think one of the goals anyway, came from a phase of a free kick given for a high foot that there wasn't any contact on Nathan McGillan. I think it was Dylan McGeoch whose foot was high. Did you have any uh, problems with the awarding of that? Uh, at the time, I didn't think it was a free kick. I've not seen it back, and I'm also I'm 60, 70 yards away from it. So, it's uh, I think we just got to deal with the situation better. I'm not looking for excuses here. It's the second half we get what we deserve. Do you think this might not be our day today when Kelly pulls off that save right on the line as David Bates is trying to follow in? Uh, it, it starts. It feels like that. Yeah, uh, when you are when you're pushing and trying to get a little bit of momentum within the game, but they, they've got a good goalkeeper. But again, everything I think from our side is, is where the issues were today. Nothing, nothing from the Motherwell side is what, what caused us issues. I think. So a disappointing day, but important not to forget that the tide was turned the last couple of weeks. Now an important time to reset ahead of the United game after the break. Yeah, well we know we're building into some big games again. Uh, we've done the United who are sitting above us on the table as well, so it's something to aim at. Uh, we need to start replicating the performances and making them 90, 95 minute performances as well. You don't get anything for, for 45 minute performances against teams that come sit in and make it difficult. Uh, we can't give teams lifelines, which we've done. Uh, we didn't do it for a week there in three games and, and we saw what, that, what happened with that and we see the flip side today so we certainly know which one feels better OK, thanks Tim. Cheers, thank you Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV Subscribe now for full match day coverage replays, highlights and all the goals exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk The best of the action only on Red TV Aberdeen women were in action twice over the past week. First up was our midweek match against Glasgow City at Glebe Park. The Dons found themselves 5-0 down at half-time and a bolstered second half allowed the score to remain the same. But it comes off the back of a run of losses in the league and cap. Here's the thoughts of co-manager Gavin Beath. Gav, start with just gives you your overall thoughts of the game. Really, really happy, which you don't often say after getting beat 5-0 and I think the first half we're going and we're up against them. I think sometimes you, we make individual errors we get punished for them and then you just have to give credit to the opposition I think for the first 25 minutes 30 minutes Glasgow City were relentless they were at us and it was constant constant and it didn't slow down it's taking a bit of time and the girls had to dig deep they had to dig really really deep and they did that and we're going at half time and it's a bit of a strange one although we've conceded 5 we're We've actually done reasonably well in the game. We know what we were going to come up against. We knew it was going to be tough. We asked you to stay compact, resolute. And that five-line scoring at half-time, it's, it isn't ideal, but you do start to feel a little bit sorry for them because I don't think they deserve that, if I'm being honest with you. Then, second half, it was about almost just trying to reset. Let's just start again. Can we go 15 minutes at 5-0? Can we go 15 minutes at 5-1 and just keep on going? And within two or three minutes, you can start to see it. The confidence starts to come out. There'll be more of a threat, we get ourselves up the park, the energy, the work rate, the effort, the desire, the fight, everything we'd expect from, or anyone, anybody in Aberdeen would expect from a team that we're playing. You've seen it in abundance and I thought they were excellent in the second half and it's, it's not often again you come off and you've got a team that are got a smile on their face and I think that comes down to the hard work and effort they've put in. So we knew it was going to be a really challenging night, it certainly was, but there's a lot of positives we're going to take from it. The AFC women were back on the road on Sunday away to Motherwell at Alliance Park in a seven-goal thriller. Motherwell went ahead with three goals in a seven-minute period in the first 12 minutes of the match through a boy Stubble and Watson. The Dons pulled one back in the 23rd minute through Bailey Hutchison and continued the push into the second half, coming out with the blocks all guns firing. 
However, Motherwell went further ahead in the 63rd minute through another Boyce goal. Aberdeen responded with two goals from Francesca Ogilvie in the 74th minute and Joanne Fraser in the 76th. Aberdeen pushed hard for an equaliser, throwing everything at their opponents, but Motherwell worked hard to limit the space and in the end they were able to claim an important victory. Obviously, uh, hugely disappointed, I think, uh, in the performance, in particular the first half. Felt like we let three goals, three sloppy goals in really early. It was like one after the other. We didn't really manage the game effectively. And then from then, we were always just trying to find our way back into the game. It was an uphill struggle. I think if we could have grabbed a second goal and taken a couple of chances in the, the first half and gone in maybe 3-2, I think we would have maybe got something out of the game. And then obviously second half, we won that game second half 3-1, but unfortunately it was just a little too late and I think we had a couple of chances uh, even to get that, just clinch that draw, but it wasn't to be and for me there's a lot of learnings and hugely disappointed. It was like a cup final day, you could sense it as well, it was quite a nervy game and became a bit scrappy. The three points were important to both of us and for me I think we're just disappointed we didn't get three points because I, th- I think overall we should probably be beating uh, a Motherwell team and I felt like we-, we could have gone and got three points there. I thought you started the game quite well, Bailey had a couple of chances that are on and then the sort of roof caved in. Is that just maybe a wee bit of lack of experience of that spell, Emma? You know, when you lose a goal, just try steady the ship instead of sort of being frantic and trying to get up the park. Yeah, and I mean, I think that is exactly what it was. It was a lack of experience, really. In SWPL1, you have to learn quick and fast, and unfortunately we didn't learn. From even the first goal, I felt Motherwell came with a game plan to try and press us really high up the pitch and, you know, put us under pressure when we were trying to play out from the back and we were overplaying it and fell into their trap three times and that's unacceptable we need to learn first time that happens just make sure you go and defend and get the ball forward and, and make sure that you yeah you steady the ship and we didn't do that um, and unfortunately they're going to have to learn the hard way and we can only try and think about that second half and the effort you can't fault can't fault the effort and we said that but if you go and make mistakes like that when you're defending it makes it really hard Emma Hunter there with Mal in a wind tunnel OK, let's catch up with the Scottish Premiership games from the weekend. And Hearts beat Dundee United 5-2 in an action park game at Tynecastle on Saturday, helped by a double from Ben Woodburn. St Johnston and St Mirren drew 0-0 at McDermott Park. Dark Radden's early goal earned Partick Thistle a 1-0 win away to leaders Kilmarnock in the Championship. Inverness Cali Thistle are just a point off the top after a 2 all draw at Air United, while third place are both drew 1-0 away to Hamilton Aki's. Morton defeated bottom club Dunfermline Athletic 3-1 at East End Park, while Queen of the South and Wraith Rovers drew 1-0. Airdrieonians are the new leaders in League One after a 3-1 home win over Peterhead. Late goals with a feature elsewhere as all the other games ended in draws. Queen's Park were held 1-0 by bottom club East Fife, as it was also 1-0 between Falkirk and Allo Athletic. Dumbarton drew 1-0 with Clyde, while it was 0-0 between Montrose and Cove Rangers. Kelty Hearts beat bottom club Cowdenbeath 1-0 at Central Park to go seven points clear in League 2. Forfar Athletic are up to second spot after a 2-1 home win over Elgin City, while Stenhouse Muir beat Stirling Albion 3-1 at Fourth Bank. And an Athletic and Stranraer drew 2-0. On Sunday, Celtic returned to second place in the Premiership with a 4-2 win over Dundee at the Colmack Stadium in the lunchtime kickoff. In the later game, Leaders Rangers restored their four-point advantage at the top with a 4-2 victory against bottom club Ross County at Ibrox. Flu isn't just unpleasant, it can be serious too. In Scotland, thousands of people are hospitalised with flu. 
and this winter our immunity may be lower than usual. So it's more important than ever to get vaccinated against flu, to protect yourself and everyone around you. Flu is serious. For more information on the flu vaccine, including eligibility, go to nhsinform.scot forward slash flu or call 0800 030 8013. New images of a planned £150 million regeneration of Aberdeen city centre and the beach have been released. The revitalisation of the beach area features plans for a pier and a state-of-the-art sports area, which could include a new stadium for Aberdeen Football Club. Dave Cormack said in the proposal that the revitalisation of the beachfront with a new stadium as a stunning focal point would, we believe, provide a compelling destination attracting locals and visitors. It's exactly the type of forward thinking which is required as Aberdeen rises to meet the challenges which the city was already facing before the pandemic. The club will work with the council and its consultants to provide input as they develop a detailed business case and funding plan for the project. Lewis Ferguson has been named in the Scotland squad for the upcoming FIFA World Cup qualifiers with Moldova and Denmark. Steve Clark's side take on Moldova on Friday the 12th of November with a 5pm kickoff, knowing a win will guarantee them a place in the World Cup playoffs. We then play our final group game against Denmark on Monday the 15th at Hamden Park. Lewis has two Scotland caps to his name, having featured against Denmark and Austria back in September. The Northern Ireland manager Ian Barraclough has also called on the services of Niall McGinn for their World Cup qualifiers against Lithuania on the 12th of November and Italy on the 15th. Matoli Woods, one of the UK's leading providers of wealth management and employee benefits, has renewed its long-standing commitment to the Dons with a key sponsorship deal. It will see hospitality area in the main stand at Pataudry rebranded as the Matioli Woods Lounge, with the company utilising the space to entertain clients on match days. And finally, Ryan Hedges has hinted that he could extend his stay at the club. Ryan is out of contract at the end of this season and there's a new deal on the table from Aberdeen to keep him at the club. The deal would make him one of the top earners at Pataudry. There is, however, big interest from down south with Blackburn Rovers still keen on the player. He confirmed that whether he stays with the Dons is between the club and his agent to work things through. You will repay your debt to society by working the number of hours mandated by the court. We found it, we're entitled to it. Are you citing the legal precedent, finders, keepers, losers, weepers? What if it's drug money? Say hello to my little friend. Have you seen that film, Scarface? You'd like it, it's about drug... about, um... What is it about? I can't even remember. And to have a ticket, because now I have to kill them just to make a point. Don't worry, ma'am, I've got eyes in the back of my head. Well, we're all definitely going to jail. Outlaws is on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. OK, no league football this coming weekend due to the international fixture. Scotland will face Moldova on Friday. Kickoff in Moldova is at 5pm and you can watch the match live on Sky Sports' main event and Sky Sports football coverage starts at 4.30pm. Then on Monday, it's a Hamden fixture against Denmark for the 7.45pm kickoff in Glasgow. There's also live coverage for this one on Sky Sports Football from 7pm. The Dons are next in action on Saturday, the 20th of November. Kickoff at Tanadice is at 3pm. Tickets for this match went on sale earlier today for supporters with 300 or more priority points. Tomorrow, it will go on sale with supporters with 100 or more priority points and then a general sale on Thursday. 
Tickets cost £28 for adults, £15 for concessions, £5 for under-12s with a full-paying adult and £15 for disabled supporters, noting that the under-12s will not get access to the Fair Play Upper or Jerry Care stance. Elsewhere in the Premiership on Saturday, only two fixtures, Manuel versus Hearts, St Mirren versus Livingston. There are also 3pm kickoffs. Just before I go, the winner of the halftime draw on Saturday was David Andrews from Inverurie, who wins £870. Congratulations, David. No AFC Donscast next week due to the international fixtures, but I'll be back on Tuesday the 23rd of November following the United match. Between now and then, you can keep up to date with all the latest Dons and supporters news on the Inverness Reds website and on our social media. And you can air your thoughts on the World Cup qualifiers at donstalk.co.uk. That's it for now. Good luck, Scotland. And stand free. Your phone, on your tablet, and online. This, this is the AFC Dons cast from the Inverness Reds.